What's up, y'all? It's Trey Rainey the Six Man, and welcome to the Six Man Podcast, brought to you by the Six Man, where it's always basketball season. Make sure you visit thesixman.com. That's the sixth with the six, not an S. And follow us on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and SoundCloud. And make sure you subscribe to us on the iTunes podcast. Oh, and excuse me, on the podcast app. That's right, it's the Six Man, your number one stop for everything basketball. Now let's start the show. It was rigged. That's what everybody's telling me today. It was rigged. Game four was rigged. 20 free throws in the first quarter is rigged. Professional basketball is rigged. Anytime the Warriors don't win, remember, it's rigged. Shout out to Draymond Mother. Shout out to Draymond Mother. You know, everybody's, uh, what do you call them? As a matter of fact, let me um, introduce my guests before I even get started, because I'm not going to stop once I get started. Um, of course, we got CEO Mike Monroe uh, back in the building. We've got my man Nigel also in the building. What's up, man? What's going on, man? What's party up? bus, party bus. <laughs> party, okay. We gotta, he's, I've been instructed to call this man party bus. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure how I feel about that, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm told. So, Party Bus Nigel is in the building. Glad to be here, man. You know what I'm saying? And we got my dog, Jack, also the six man. Say what's up, man. Yes, the beard of the six man. One of the resident beards, shout out to Melvin. But yeah, <laughs> I'm in the building. We're going to talk about this, man. Glad to be here. First episode. Yeah. About time your ugly got on this jump. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so y'all, like I said, y'all going to have to lean because I know we, 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 uh, we ain't got the biggest budget right now, so we sharing mics. So you know cool, what I'm saying? Man. We we gonna make it work. And if you got something to say, just lean over into the corner of the mic, like and we get it all unsanitary. in. But anyway, I did make it sound kind of unsanitary. It is kind of unsanitary, but you know, like I said, as long as you ain't touching each other's faces, we good. Okay, boy. Any- <laughs> anyway, so like I said, it was was it rigged last night? No. 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 Outlandish. That's famous. unanimous amongst the six man. It was not rigged. Okay. So. Game four recap. So everyone wants to say it's rigged, but it was it is is it rigged? Is it ever rigged when when Steph Curry shot ten free throws in the first quarter of game two by himself? Nope. Was it rigged when you know when when the Warriors are up three zero? Was it rigged then? Nope. What is it ever rigged when the Warriors? Is it ever rigged when LeBron loses? Nope. Okay, I just want to make sure. So, and here's the thing. I'm not this big super LeBron, you know, super fan. I am. Okay. Yeah, Nigel, we're going to touch on that later. Okay. I'm glad he said that. Nigel's apparently a LeBron super fan. Now, I will tell you, I'm a Wizards fan. So, there's a part of me that actually hates LeBron. As you should. So, Along you know, with a lot of people in America. Oh, but but yeah, I definitely was a LeBron hater. Like I've hated him since he was in high school. Like it's it's whoa, documented. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, Jack whoa. has definitely no. hated LeBron for a very since long time. How, how can you I hate this hate... man since high school? No, I'm talking about what since he was in high school, like way back when. How? Not since how? he was in high school. Since LeBron was in high school. That's how? Why. Because Jack is a hater. That's why. I hate. Yeah, you him. might be a hater for that, Jack. No, 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 no. I was no. I definitely was a definite hater because I was just like. He's the next Jordan. Nobody's greater than Jordan. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay. I was definitely it's it's about it's that. similar to all the people hating on Lonzo Ball now, just because just because they're scared that he's gonna be good, and that people are talking about it. But that's another topic. Poss- I mean, possibly. I mean, the boy's good, but you know, it still remains to be seen what he can do in the league. But. Look, there's some people you. I mean, most people are gonna be. You can predict a lot of these guys' careers. That there are just some guys that are just gonna be great. Yeah. And LeBron was one of those. Like LeBron he was gonna be great. KG was gonna be great. Moses Malone was gonna be great. 
uh, Jordan was going to be great. Hakeem Olajuwon was going to be great. Patrick Ewan was going to be great. Allen Iverson, these, some of these guys that when they come out, regardless of how great you really think they are, you know that they are going to be at least some level of great in the league. Now, when you compare because that's the thing we got to do. Everybody's mad because you want to compare him to Jordan. He's the pinnacle. So we got to compare him to something. So, you know, everybody's going to be stacked up against Jordan, and that's why these super teams are created now because it don't matter unless you got rings. So, okay, so on, on document, like, long story short, like, LeBron, I hated LeBron. Like, he's, you know, he's remained to be seen what he can do in the league. But then when he got in the league, every year as time goes by, he found a way to, like, negate everything I was saying. So I had a list of ten things, ten reasons why I hate LeBron. Each year it was like, but this one, I like. And then a, by the time he started like winning rings, and the time he started like breaking records and going to like seven straight finals and shit, I'm just like, okay, I kind of like admire the guy. <laughs> like he didn't shut me up. Everybody talking about the whole debate, like as you said, off topic, like you know, social media ruined that. Oh yeah, you got a ring though. LeBron ring was though. LeBron was a great player before he made any NBA finals. Yeah, by the way, the thing like Jack, like for real, Jack. Like, LeBron was was on trajectory to be an we all time like, great we like before 12, he made any NBA finals. We were twelve and thirteen. How could you I, hate this I, I told, guy who I told was you like because everything, everything you wanted to be? That's because, him. He like was everything say, like, everyone like, wanted to be. Like Jordan is the pinnacle. Like I'm looking at Jordan. I like still. Off that high, and he's still around, and you know he's about to leave around that time, right? So honestly, I mean, if you just watched LeBron James in the first four years of his career, how could you not love this dude? Like he carried a, a bump I was, squad. I was, I was a mellow guy too. Ah, uh, that's so that's like Bird Game. I, I can see that they've been, but <laughs> they've been arch rivals for a long time. You know time, what I'm saying? I was know. definitely a mellow guy. I'm like, I'm, I fuck with him. Blah blah. He from you know similar backgrounds, but like when LeBron, like I said, as Time went on. I was just like, LeBron is dirty. He kicks us out every year. He shuts me up. He's the MVP. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Like, I'm just like, I'm glad he shut me up. That was a humbling experience over, like, the last 10 years of my life. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of his early success is kind of what, you know, drove a lot of hate for a lot of people, too. Because, you know, those first four years, the hype for him just went through the ceiling because he, he, he knocked off – the, the Pistons, and he had that fourth quarter performance, and he was in the finals in the fourth, first four years of his career and had no help. Right. So, and then once he started you know, going on, he still didn't have help when he was there in Cleveland, so he decided to leave, and that's when he started getting all that hate. All right, so we're, we're getting off topic here because um, this is really – we can have a whole other conversation about you know everybody hating on LeBron because everybody has a reason why they hate LeBron, and everybody has a reason why he loves him because he's, he's the most polarizing figure in sports – in the world. In the world. Yeah, not even maybe not even sports, but just like in, the world, in the world period. But um let's talk about game game four. What are your thoughts on game four, you guys? It was a great game. Kyrie Irving. He was getting outplayed all of the series. I wasn't gonna say majority, but throughout the series he was outplayed by Steph. In the first Curry. three games he's been yeah. outplayed. And last night Uncle Drew showed up and it was bad for them boys. I mean, on record, like Kyrie is one of the best finishers I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like, ever. We had Tony Parker growing up. Now they have Kyrie Irving. He literally finishes at ever. an alarming rate. Playoff Tony Parker is the most slept-on player in NBA history. I will say that. Especially Finals Tony Parker. Finals Tony Parker is almost on Jordan level. I'm sizing it, but you get the point. Okay. I'm just, like, I'm really happy Cleveland. I thought they were going to get swept last night. Going into the game, my wife asked me, you watching the game? Nah, I'm not watching it. No. I don't want to see Cleveland get swept. <laughs> You know, I did tune in second half. I'll be real. I tuned in second half. Yeah, I saw a few tweets I mean, and all. I gotta watch this. I mean, because they had 86 at the half. 
Kyrie scored 25 points in 18 minutes. Yeah, and honestly, I... What? I honestly kind of, you know, even me being the great LeBron fan the that I am. The greatest LeBron fan. You have to add the EST to the end of that. You're right, great you're text. right, you're right. But, you know, I, I even still, it's like, uh, I think they're going to get swept. But they do have LeBron, so I won't be surprised if they pulled this win out. And that's what happened. They finally uh, played great as a team. They finally showed urgency in this game four now that their back's against the wall. And it's a shame that they had to wait until this point in order to do it. You know, honestly, because in games one through three, pretty much in, in game one and two, it was Le, it was a LeBron show by himself. Uh, Kevin Love, you know, he he made his appearances, but you know, a lot of his points didn't really impact the game. And you know, and I could say that, and you know, LeBron's points obviously didn't really impact the game neither because they got dubbed in in both of the first two games of the series. But there's a reason that they paid Tristan Thompson eighty million dollars because they expected him to be a terror on the boards and pretty much own the paint the way he did in the finals last year. There's a reason that they paid J.R. Smith, and I'm sorry, I love J.R. Smith. he do it for the culture. But J.R. Smith might still be a free agent if he wasn't LeBron's man, okay? Because he was a free agent almost all the way up to two, week, two or three weeks before training camp started, and it didn't look like anybody was going to pick him up, and maybe he was just waiting because he didn't want to go anywhere else, and he wanted to go to the Cavs, and maybe he had some other offers on the table. But they overpaid J.R. Smith to stay, and everyone talked about this Cavaliers bench. I feel like this bench is highly overrated. Darren Williams hasn't played a significant game of basketball in three seasons. He's a mop. Kyle Culver has been a Darren bust. Darren not he a mop. Darren Williams is a mop. Thank you. Yeah, what, do you mean, what do you mean? What do you mean by mop? What is what is a mop? It's trash. Okay, thank you. It's I agree. Trash. Basically, yeah, it's trash. And, and definitely when he came to my team, he just that was no impact. He had just leave us alone. Darren Williams probably had he didn't good, do anything. a good two years in the league. Once he got paid, thank nothing. you. Darren Williams was good. Maybe in those two years that they kept losing to the Lakers. After that, he he, he went to he held the uh, he got Jerry Sloan fired, which I don't know how you do. When you, when you only have two really great seasons in the league. He was on the USA team, so if you're on the USA team when LeBron, Kobe, and Melo and D-Wade are leading the way, they automatically think you're great. Even though Chris Paul has always been better than Darren Williams, I, I would always make that argument all the time. Darren Williams has been nothing. Um, Kyle Korver has been a bust since coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I thought that might have been the move to put them over the top. Channing Fry, a.k.a. Nick Cannon, shows up <laughs> one game per series and hits like six threes in one game. And everybody's like, oh, the Cavs bench is great. And then, you know, we don't see Channing Fry for the rest of the year. Iman Shumpert, I don't know what he does. You know, I, I, he's supposed to be there to play defense, but who is he guarding? He can't score, period. His career was ruined when he left the Knicks. I know he got a ring, but he was on a trajectory to actually be a pretty good player until he decided to take a back seat. And, I mean, what, Dante Jones was leading the finals in tax and ain't played no minutes? Um, <laughs> they only gave him $9,000. I wouldn't do anything else either. <laughs> you give me $9,000, watch how efficient I'm going to be. Right, I'm going to just be in there to just foul three times and just sit down for the rest of the game. But look, the Cavs, they do have a solid bench. It's just they're playing against the Warriors, and this is what it seems. These are the names you just named. Now, some of them may not be in their prime anymore. Darren Williams, he's still an yeah, average I mean, NBA player. I mean, but yeah, really, but this is a super team. Minus like. They're not a super team. Minus four. The Warriors are a super team. That's what I'm talking about. If you think the I'm Cavs the are a super team, stop it. Yeah. Okay, and everybody wants to talk about. I mean, well, you know what? I'll take that back. They are a super team. It's just they, the Warriors are a super duper team. 
Yeah. They're next level super team. Yeah, they're like, a, they're, they're like, right, they're like a mega team. And he's just like, mine is like four people. Mine is like Kawhi, mine is like Russ, mine is like Harden and um, Boogie or somebody. Mine is them four players in the West. They basically got the fucking West. The, the Cavs got that W last night. Now, I don't know what their bench players are doing or whether they're worthy or not to be playing, but me and Nigel talking about this on the way here. They singled out Steph Curry. They made a point of emphasis on defense to push Steph Curry to hold him, to do those things that Della Vadova was doing last year. Yep. And it's working. It's working. Now, we already said we don't know why they waited this long, but, hey, when you the Cavs, you probably think you can match up with anybody, but they're a super-duper team. You can't. Yeah, I, I think uh, Tyron Lue made a good adjustment defensively to, you know, focus the attention on the others. You know, And it's bad that we're referring to them, the, at least I, that I'm referring to them as others, because they're not trying to focus on KD anymore. They're trying to you, – you, KD is going to get his buckets regardless. So the best thing you can do is do what you did last year, which was uh, create some, some, some stress at for Clay and Steph and all these other players that are complimenting Durant and Durant is complimenting them because they're, they go hand-to-hand. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, everybody wants to talk about his rigged. If, if Steph is hitting his shot, the Warriors have a chance to win that game. Just yeah, just like they did game three. And and they might even – and they crept in. The, and, you know, when you have a team that shoots three-pointers like that, a 12-point lead is nothing. Nothing. A 15-point lead can turn into five with three stops. Man, I was on my, the edge of my seat the whole night. <laughs> Seriously, they, they go up by 20. I don't trust it. If they're about I don't th- trust the only it. way you trust that lead against the Warriors, you're about 35. That's the th- my lucky number with the Warriors. And their body language. Like, they have to be demoralized. Right. And, the, they, and they just be like, all right, maybe, maybe next year. Or maybe next time. He's just like, I'm, I'm not invested in this game anymore. I literally didn't trust that game until they, until Steve Kerr took the, uh, took the starters out with, with like two minutes to go. I'm like, they can still win. <laughs> they're up by like, they're down 18. I'm like, this can still happen. Okay? This, this is why they band up like this. Like, crazier things have happened in life, not just in the NBA. They can come down, hit a three, and LeBron can go all unclutch. And, you know, and, and start turning the ball over. And Kyrie can get out there and start dribbling, going on his Uncle Drew, and then turn into Grandpa Drew, and, you know, turn the ball over. And they can go down and hit six threes in a row. Next thing you know, it's a, it's a five-point game with 30-something seconds left. And, then, and now, you know, it, comes in, it, it turns into one of the greatest comebacks of all time. I, don't, I, I never trust. A, a lead against the Warriors is fool's gold at any time. And like you said, they got to pretty much be up by 30. And and somebody got to get hurt. <laughs> like that, that's the only way I, I'm I'm trusting it at this point. Like you said, three stops, and then they just get like maybe seven to eight threes in a row from different like three different players, and they're like, okay, everybody's hot. Okay, they go into the line, they getting like they six for six at the line, and like one quarter or something like that. They getting all the calls, and then next thing you know, it it's just all about momentum. Like you can sit up there and sleep and let somebody come back. And, like, if they just get hot and they got the momentum, I mean, they starting to gel together. But I don't know how long they're going to keep this together. I don't, you know, who's going to lead, how they're going to switch their bench up. Then that's when, like, we're going to know the true, I guess, testament of the coaching. Yeah, I mean, as much as I dislike the Warriors right now because they're the force that they are and they're presenting this challenge for LeBron and I'm a LeBron fan, it's kind of admirable to watch them, you know, and watch how they bench come in and produce. They, they get production from everybody. D. West is out there getting buckets. Ian Clark is out there getting buckets. I still don't understand why they don't play David West more often. It's like, man, it's like, man, it's 
it's crazy to see a team to be able to get production out of every single guy that steps on the floor like they do. I mean, and, and like I say, I will say this again. Coaching does not matter in the NBA when you have the best players. It comes, yes, it does. No, it does not. When it does it, to, a, to an extent. It comes down to making – Mike Brown has been the coach most of this season. And I, I, I always say that Mike Brown is not a good head coach – I don't think he's that good as a head coach. He's a great. He's a great. He's a great how coach. I'm gonna say, how dare you disrespect the he's CEO? A, he's a great, but he's been fired twice. He was terrible with LeBron. <laughs> he's was, he was terrible with LeBron. He was terrible with Kobe. He's an assistant coach. That he's just he's just not the alpha dog to be the guy that runs the show. But they went undefeated as Mike Brown being the coach. It's their first game they lost since April 10th. Mike Brown's a good coach. Coaching don't matter in the NBA when you have the best players, okay? I they, am Mike they, Brown. They, Listen to Mike Brown. The Cavs went to the finals two years ago with David Blatt. Okay. No, 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 no. See, this is where it gets wrong. When LeBron is your coach, coaching does not matter. Well, it does. Coaching always matters. Well, you got to play it like LeBron. LeBron has always been the coach. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't Paul Silas his first head coach? Um, I Y'all remember that? We, we gotta, Old we, Paul Silas. We gotta he was go first head coach. Yeah. 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 LeBron, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to coaching, the head coach job, you know, he does his duties about 20% of the time. The other 80% is LeBron. I mean, he got to do some type of portion if you want to keep a job, but it also comes to the coaching staff too because some way, somehow, you are the head coach of that team and you got to have a system in place or just have a player that has his own system and then they don't give a damn. Okay, I, I I hear all that, but like, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel with this basketball thing. They're running the same drills. Like, nobody's breaking the mold with, with anything that they're doing in coaching now. Nobody's doing something that's never been done before. Okay, so, like, when you say that somebody got – they got to have a system and they got to have this, you got to have the players to work the system. When Phil Jackson was the coach for the Lakers when Kobe, um, in those years when Shaq left and Kobe was just there, what did they do? They, they, they got out of the first round and lost. When they started winning again, that's when they got the bomb squad when they had um when they had uh when they picked up Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum was was uh we all thought was gonna be a really great player in the league because he was ascending and becoming a really good player before he just decided he didn't care about basketball anymore. And don't be putting your hands up at me while I'm talking, Mike Monroe. I see you and you don't be mad. And a lot these are facts. Everybody wants to talk about Andrew Bynum as a bum. Andrew Bynum is become is a bum because he decided to become a, a bum. He, okay? he, he was all NBA. Thank you. He was all NBA with the Lakers. Andrew Bynum. They were the Twin Towers 2.0 for those three years that they were together. Exactly. And And nobody wants to talk about that. When Bynum was healthy. Yes. When Bynum was healthy, he was unstoppable. And and honestly, the Lakers destroyed his career. I don't know about that. No, no, no. That's not going to a Lakers. (laughs) I don't know about that. This is where Nigel gets carried away. This is the Kobe hate leaking all the way to Laker hate. No, listen to me. Listen to me real quick. He destroyed his career because of injuries. So what started it? When he had a torn meniscus in the finals against the Celtics, and he continued to play on it. He, it made his knee even worse. Oh, he made it even worse. Yeah. After that, he was never the same. I mean, I, mean, I mean, he finally was feeling like, yo, it's this like for the championship. It's argument with the Redskins. Like, yeah, he hurt his leg, but, you know, nobody made you go out there. You exactly. Well, yeah. RG3 was still in development. We still wasn't completely sure if he was all the way there. We just saw the potential in RG3. Oh, no, I got RG3 the- was Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> RG3 was Jordan. Rookie RG3 was Jordan. Rookie RG3 was the greatest quarterback. Was not even the greatest quarterback. Was the greatest football player that ever lived. But you know, I say that because I watched him and I saw him do crazy things. But it's a basketball podcast. I mean, getting off the topic anyway. Game, game, game four. 
You know, I can't believe we've been 20 minutes into this podcast and they said nothing about this yet. How did Draymond not get ejected? How did they get out of that? Because they say it was originally always on Kerr. That's, that's what they're going with. It was always on Kerr. Doris Burke said, nah. When Doris Burke reported, he said, nah. The people on the sideline, the statisticians said, nah. The refs told them that the first one was on Draymond Green. They said it over the, over the PA announcement, and they wrote it down on the stat sheet on Draymond Green. And then when they came back, they said, oh, well, nah. Uh, 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 it was on Steve Kerr, not Draymond. I feel like this is a, a mistake that just happens. It's just that's the NBA Finals, Cavs on the verge of getting swept, Warriors on the verge of having a perfect postseason record. It was a mistake made. It happens. So Life I think, happens. I think the it's reason. I think the, I think they they took that back because they were scared that people were going to say it's rigged because of Draymond. Because that second tech, I think it was a little extra. But then at the same time, I think Draymond could get a tech. At the end of almost every play, like because he's in it. In the, I I love Draymond for all the same reasons that I hate him, because like he's the most extra player in the world. But you know I love him when he called when he says Paul Pierce. What you thought he's gonna go on the farewell tour? You ain't Kobe. Like that's top like five that. greatest. They don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. That that might be the greatest troll in NBA history. But you know. They, they the, the refs got to get something, got to get this thing together, and it was a bad, it was a poorly called game both ways. But you know, I, I remember during the Wizards Celtics series, there were plenty, even in the Wizards Hawks series, there were plenty of games where the where the where, where, uh, where the referee, the officiating was terrible. And you know, and there's bad calls every game, and there's bad calls that go both ways, just like the flagrant, the quote unquote flagrant foul on Kevin Love hitting you know KD on top of the head. It's bad calls all the time. You got to play through it. That's why you still play the games you know it's 48 minutes regardless of you know of what kind of calls you get at the end of the day you got to make shots and the other team got to miss shots so I don't want to talk about you know it being rigged even though there it, there are certain cases where you know like Tim Donahue we were talking about uh, it uh, you know he actually went to jail for rigging games you know so it's not like it's impossible but at the same time if you go out there and play it's only so much you can do you can't control me Making twenty four threes, you, I, mean, I got to put the, bat, the ball in the basket. Eventually. You, you you can't rig Jr. Smith showing up to the for the, for the first game of the finals. You, yeah, you can't. You can't rig, you know, Kyle Corver hitting six threes. You can't rig uh, Kyrie Irving going Uncle Drew. Like you, you you can't you can't rig that. And shout out to Kyrie Irving. I've been a big Kyrie Irving hater for a lot of his career, but he every time I start talking trash about him, he goes out there and does work. I still swear up and down he's a one trick pony, but that one trick is dirty, and I give it to him, and it's unstoppable. <laughs> like I said earlier, he's one of the best finishers, like maybe of all time. Going if so, my thing is I want to know if the Cavs, if they want to keep this series going, what do they have to do? Win. I mean, get we know stop, they have to get, win. Get, no I mean, win. Get, I mean, win. Get stops. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> right. That's, that's easier said than done. Like, what specific things do they have to get done if they want to keep this series going? Uh, I, I think they got to maintain what their rotation on defense is mm-hmm. when guarding the wing and who's guarding the paint, who's helped communicating better. Because apparently to Kobe's standards, the Warriors communicate phenomenally. Like, they just go out there and just, like, it's like sign language. It's like it's like poetry and motion, and it's just like very unselfish basketball. And but everybody's you know good at what they do. You know everybody knows their role. They go out there, they play, they go straight to Caprio on it. <laughs> so 
they got to know who's really rotating on defense, and they got to think smarter when they're doing their fast breaks because if they outrun the Warriors. You don't outrun yeah. the Warriors. No, 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 no. If they outrun. That's impossible. No, no, no. That's what I was just about to say. If they outrun the Warriors. You don't. For like, no if. You don't outrun No, no, no. Wait. Warriors. For like a quarter and a half or something like that, the Warriors will come back strategically and just bust you because you tired out, and now they're just going to expose you. But it's, I know. Fast breaks, fast break, they have to finish fast breaks. That's what you're trying to say? Basically. Because the first couple of games, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie will take it all the way down, but then he misses. You do not do that against the Warriors. You no. go all the way down to miss, they're coming back, that's three points. And then you're frustrated, or so you come down and take a t- dumb shot, and that's another three points. And then right. you're so mad you commit that dumb foul and one, now you got Igadala laughing in your face. That's what people go wrong against the Warriors. They have to remain, oh. Cleveland has to remain calm. Continue to pressure Steph Curry. He does not like physical basketball at all. People always say LeBron wouldn't make it in the 90s. LeBron would thrive in the 90s. Thrive. Steph, Steph Curry would be a baby. He wouldn't even be his father in the 90s. You feel me? Like, <laughs> right, so now you're being disrespectful. He wouldn't even be his father in the 90s. Now you're being mad. All right, now I'm being mad. But I was just, you know, let me keep the momentum flowing. Okay, go ahead. The, yeah. the blood was rushing. <laughs> it got me excited. <laughs> but um, Cleveland, they really have to do that. I'm, like you said, I'm glad J.R. Smith showed up. How many rebounds did Tristan finish with? Anybody know the exact number? More than three, because that's okay, what he had that's, throughout that's, the series. <laughs> I just want to make sure. He, he finished. Tristan Thompson finally got his mind right. Maybe they didn't go on a date last night. Who knows? No, nah, the date came to him last night. They brought the whole squad. Okay, that makes sense. Honestly, though, like I think th- at the end of the day, this series comes down to the reason that they won last night. The role players showed up. Because LeBron, Le- LeBron has consistently given you the same thing Every game this series, 30, 10, and 10. Almost every game, 28, 10, and 11, and 10. 29, 12, and 10. You know what you're going to get out of LeBron. You know what you're expecting out of Kyrie. You're not going to get Uncle Drew every night. And, you know, to expect him to be Uncle Drew like he was last night every night, that, that's asking a lot. You want him to be Allen Iverson. But you want him to be, you know, I mean – I won't even say Allen Iverson because, you know, being Allen Iverson right now at this point, you know, with him be jacking a bunch of shots and, you know, shooting them out of the game, you know, that's not going to work against the Warriors. But, like, and that's no disrespect to Allen Iverson. I'm the biggest Allen Iverson fan in the world. But I'm talking – I'm just being realistic against this Warriors team. So, like, I'm I'm expecting Kyrie to do his part. And to do his part, he's going to have to be somewhere between that that 26 to 30 points a game. And, you know, and and at the same time – Kyrie doesn't have too many with too much responsibility. His responsibility is to score and to score as much as you possibly can. So, you know, whether it's 25 points or 40 points, you got to be somewhere between that 26 and 40 points every game for them to have a shot in this series. Kyle Corver has to hit his open shots. J.R. Smith has to show up. You got to get something from your role players. Kevin Love, you know, he's been pretty consistent, but, you know, he's easy to pick on. Cause you know he's he's just the third man. He's the third man, he's and you know, and even if, even 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 Kevin Love at his greatest, you know, is just a Kevin Love at his greatest for the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to be just a spot up shooter. So you know, and and you know, and a guy that gets rebounds, but you know, he's gonna as many rebounds as he gets. That's not going to help against this Warriors team. And Tristan Thompson has to you know throw some bows down there in the paint, and that's what's gonna. That's what's gonna be. That's what's gonna give them even a chance to win. They won't blow out the Warriors in any other games like they did last night. Um, they got Steph isn't gonna have a bad game like that again. I feel like Steph's gonna come back. Steph is is pretty much unstoppable in Oakland. 
because if he hits two three pointers in a row, the entire place just explodes, and it's hard to play in a place like that's that. That's what my next point. Like playing in Oakland is like, like just being just being real. That's probably like the scariest thing for NBA players. Not it's saying like going the NBA to Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, like that's the wildest place to go into facing elimination. And they did it last year, but this is a different beast because of Kevin. Yeah. But um, I just really hope everything that we said, because like we always, it's, it's easier said than done. I hope this can actually become fruition because if they come back and beat this team, if they come back and beat this team. It's not going to happen. If they come back. And I always say I hate the word if because it's two letters, but it means so much more. Yeah. I would love that. I would love it. So, so basically, I will. Yeah, I yeah. will go brush KD head myself, brother. <laughs> like, like, I pray oh, that the Cavs win. I, I really do. So, basically, going back to what you're saying, Tristan Thompson finished with five points and ten rebounds. Okay, I, I can live with that for eighty million dollars, though. Better Not, than three boards. That's Not, your role. Yeah, well, I mean, eighty rather, million. I'd rather see fifteen. I'd rather see 15 bulls, but hey, if you give me 10. I'm not expecting points from Tristan Thompson. Yeah, no points at all. I'm expecting three putback buckets and a bunch of rebounds. Catch a, uh, and, and, and of course, the bench did n- entirely nothing, and Kyrie had 47 and 4, and LeBron had 31, 10, and 11. JR had five threes, though. Well, I think, you know, the biggest yeah. difference, you know, also in last night versus the first three games, um, the, uh, LeBron and Kyrie were able to get easier buckets this time around. They wasn't spent like they were in the first three guys games, in my opinion. They didn't have to work as hard for these buckets like they did in those I'm first I'm glad you games. said that because even Draymond said that he could tell on uh, the look on LeBron's face at the end of game three that was pretty much he was like, hey, man, he's tired. He's exhausted. So, you know, this is our chance to get him. And, you know, and that's why – I mean, I'm not saying that, 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 you know, affected KD pulling up and shooting that shot. But, you know – I'm pretty sure seeing LeBron with his head down, panting, and not being able to breathe gives you a little more confidence to just, you know, catch him back, uh, catch him backpedaling, and to just pull up and take that shot in rhythm the way he's been taking it his whole career. Yeah, and it's also important for uh, the Cavs not to beat themselves because they, you know, those first three games they kind of beat themselves with those stupid fouls, fouling three-point uh-huh. shooters, turnovers, uh, lack of effort on defense. When you know, game one, KD was get fit, uh, had all those dunks on fast breaks. A little silly stuff like that cannot happen at this point. I mean, that, I, I feel like game one was like – game one was a summary of why everybody was pissed that KD went there in the first place. Just those fast breaks on their own. Clay on one side, Steph on the other side, KD has the ball coming up the court. What the hell do you do? Do you run out to Steph? Do you run out to Clay? Or do you jump KD at the top of the – and I know basketball, the first thing they tell you is stop the ball. Easier said than done when you got a seven-foot guy that can break your ankles. Yeah. And, you know, and just the way he kind of just walked to the hoop, is like, oh, okay, y'all going to run out to Steph? Okay, going to run out to Clay? Cool, I'm going to take two steps from the three-point line and just dunk. But he I had think, like seven dunks. But and, I think, like, you know, stop, like you said, that is a, a hell of a decision you got to make in less than two seconds. Pick your poison. It's just the thing is just like you have to send a message. Like it was literally like you would literally watch it and JR would say, oh, KD, I'm moving to the side. You can't do that. You literally have to just make it. It wasn't really a him moving to the side. It was like, I don't want it. I'd rather give up two than three. Yeah, I would. That's a dumb decision. I, would probably, I don't know about that. Yeah, I would probably just I'd say. I'd rather give up two than that's a, that's a dumb decision. I, I would, I mean, you know. At the end of the day, that's. A Steph Curry corner three-point is just about as high as percentage as a KD dunk. But, you know, they shoot, they shoot a very high percentage, but that high percentage is 46, 47. 
KD coming down one on one, that's like ninety three percent finishing rate. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steph Curry in the corner wide open is a ninety three percent chance no, no, going no, no, in. No, no, I see what you're saying, but no. Three three points is more than two every time, and they add up over the game, and that's what and that's what extends these leads. Is that you know they can they're gonna outshoot you. The only thing I can I can see you doing is you know stopping ball and having faith that your teammates are coming back in transition and they might be able to pick up those shooters. All right, well, y'all got any predictions for Game Five? Game Five prediction: Uncle Drew, King James combined for over seventy-five points. Um, Role players step up. Tristan's back. But with all that said and done, they're back in Oakland, so I have no idea what the Warriors going to do. It's going to be a hell of a game, but I'm taking the Cavs. Prediction, Nigel? This is this is really tough for me, being the LeBron fan that I am. Um, but going back to Oakland, the Warriors are going to come out on fire. It's going to be a close close game. It's definitely going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, I think, but in this situation, you go back to Oakland, I think the role players don't show up like they did at home against the Cavs. It pains me to say it. I, everything's just pointing to me thinking Cavs in five. But. You mean Warriors in five? I mean, excuse me, Warriors in five. Okay. Warriors in five. But if they pull out this one, see you in game seven. Prediction, Jack? Um, it's similar to that, but I think it's, it will be in, in six, actually. I think they're going to take this one. Uh, 70, combining for 75 points sounds realistic to me. Um, the bench may not show up, but they might just do what they just did and probably not win by that much, but still find a way to win, and then we get free tacos. But then after that, <laughs> game game six, Warriors, Warriors close. If you get back to the queue, the king will get you a win at home. Yeah. That's very true. If they make it back to Cleveland – See ya. He's going to make history again. 3-0, that's nothing. At this point, I had, I had dubs in five at the end of the, uh, in the beginning of this series. And as great as Cleveland played last night, Steph Curry's not going to score 14 points in Oakland. And that was the difference in the game. Steph Curry's going to gonna do what KD's been doing. He's going to have at least 30. Steph is going to go crazy. Clay's gonna Clay's gonna play a lot better in Oakland as well, and unfortunately, you know, I got the Dubs in five. They're they're gonna win this game. I think Kyrie Irving go. I think Kyrie Irving has you know twenty five to thirty points. LeBron does what LeBron does has thirty one ten and ten. We might get a couple you know players step up uh, off the bench from Cleveland. Uh, you know maybe Kyle Korver hits a couple shots. Kevin Love is gonna play his game. He'll hit a couple three pointers, but. Oakland is a rough place to play, and I know they've done it before, but like I keep saying, this is not a rematch from last year. This is a handicap from last year. So, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, LeBron was able to save face and not get swept again because they were going to hold this. You know, they they were going to hold this against him forever, you know. And and like I always say, nobody cares about context anymore. They just want to look at the numbers in the bottom line. And if the bottom line says you got swept, you got swept. Doesn't matter what happened before that or what led up to it or how they lost. It's just you got swept. So, you know, you know nobody watches the games. They just watch ESPN. So, Dubs and Five, they will probably finish them off outside of a miracle happening in Oakland. But, you know, I don't see it. 
Cavs and five. But this is what I really want to know. If I mean Cavs and five, Cavs, Cavs and, and seven. Game five, but Cavs and Cavs, seven. Cavs and seven. Do you honestly. really think? You know, we're gonna end this in a second. But do you really? I, I know this is a lot of this is optimism because of three one last year, and mm-hmm. you know, and everybody doesn't like the Warriors, including yep. myself. Yep. But do you really, in your heart, believe that they can come back from three one? I know technically they're in the same position they were last year. You know, down three one, yep. going back to Oracle yep. in Game Five. So technically, it's the same thing. The twelve. But do you really believe this? The twelve-year-old Mikey honestly believes that one hundred and twenty-five percent. Now the twenty-six-year-old Michael <laughs> doesn't believe that at all. Okay. But since that little Thank guy you. still lives inside of me, I'm gonna go Cavs and seven. But this is what I really want to know: which Golden State honey is up next when the Cavs pull off this upset? Who gonna call? Which who, Golden State who, honey is gonna call? Who the gonna NBA call the red, red. car yet? I know who it ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be Aisha Curry. Cause she's done. Cause my man Steph done cut off the Wi-Fi in the house, so he ain't <laughs> no have Wi-Fi. You know, Dad is limited. You surpassed it. It's I over. Be Mama Durant. She nah, she, she's a very smart. Nah, she's woman. smart. She, she ain't gonna smart. do that. Katie Last night was work. Draymond. Mother saying that the refs got paid off, and I just feel like that's another conversation about Draymond's mother. Draymond a sucker too, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there. You want to call my man LeBron a bitch, but when y'all lose in game seven, you call your big brother KD. Hey, we need you, bro. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't like Draymond Green that much. I love I, Draymond Green. Though. I, 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 think, I, think, I think he's a little overrated, honestly. I think he's an above-average basketball player that plays on a great team. Um, he's, I, I don't think he's overrated. I think he's, ex- he's rated exactly where he needs to be. No one really has him as this super great player. Well, people, just, people he, talk about him being a Hall of Famer one day. Draymond Green. The Warriors, on the Warriors, yeah. It's like Draymond <laughs> Green could very put. I think what's going to ruin Draymond Green's Hall of Fame chances is KD coming to the Warriors because Draymond plays a lesser role now. The thing with Draymond, and he they won seventy three games last year with Draymond as as the third best player. And at the end of the day, Draymond is the leader. He is the leader. He is He's the leader. He's and the that, soul and that, and of that, the Warriors. And that by counts far. for something. He's the that heartbeat. counts for something. And not like the leader like Udonis Haslam in Miami. Like he's a leader that actually goes out there and performs too. Yeah. So you know, and, and that counts for something. And with with Draymond, he always says this. He just said on the, um, that episode of the shop with him and LeBron. It's so many players in the NBA who don't know their role. Draymond Green knows his role. And he does he it better the, than anybody else. Yes, he takes the shots he knows he can make. He makes the correct passes. He plays harder than anyone in the league just about. Like, if you had to pick one guy to go all out for you outside of your top superstars, you take Draymond Green because he's going to literally leave everything on the court. Correct. Well, anyway, y'all got any last words before we end this episode, you guys? Cavs and seven. Warriors and six. I'm going to keep optimistic. Warriors in seven. That's, that's not bad. I would actually like that. But, you know, then they're really going to say it's rigged. But anyway, <laughs> dub, dubs in five, the NBA is rigged, but we're still going to watch it, so stop crying. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Six Man Podcast, y'all. Make sure y'all um, follow us on all social media platforms. You know, that's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and SoundCloud. I want to thank my guests for coming today. Of course, CEO Michael Monroe, my man Nigel yeah, coming yeah. in here, dropping facts, and Jack, once again, finally getting on the podcast, even though he's around all the time. And um, make sure you follow me, your host, on, um, on Instagram. And I do, I do a lot of uh, debates on my Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook, Trey Rainey. You can follow me on Instagram. That's Mr. Trey Rainey. I'll put that all in the, uh, in the description. So, um, yeah, see y'all next time, man. Warriors in five, unfortunately. It's time to take us out. 
six man podcast Press play, you know it's lit And you think you know the game But you don't get it like the six, boy